vacation or somewhere. Let's go. Sick or tied up or deaf. Lord, your ear is not heavy. Amen. I'm glad it is not heavy. Page 223. 223. Which road are you on? Psalm said, I'm on the upper road. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Straight and down.
the Lord is with us, and I appreciate His presence. Yes. Uh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's just pray and ask the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for Your wonderful, loving kindness. It's better than life. But thank you, Lord, for Your presence. Thank you, but thank you, Lord. We're gathered in Your name. I pray, Lord, be in our midst and help us to hear what You're speaking to us from Your servant, from Your word, from the songs. We worship You in Jesus' name. We praise You for Your mercy, God. Hallelujah. Yes. Maybe seated, find your place. Anyone have a special prayer request for us evening for tonight? Appreciate you for coming. Thank you. Please remember Angel Lewis' father. Yes. He's incredible. Anyone else? Go ahead. Oh, they're coming in. Here they come. All right. Everything's very quick. You always. Please uh, remember our country and leaders of our country. Yes. Pray for the leaders of our country. Pray for the leaders of our churches. Yes. The pressure has never been like it is. Never. You have to address things. You have to. Sometimes you just don't know what to say and what not to say. How would you like to be pastor? <laughs> uh, you know, but everybody's got their machines now. Right. You know, and they can send out all this kind of Many years ago, it wasn't that way. My brother called me on the way to church. He said, you remember years ago when we went to Hoboken, Georgia? I said, yeah. My dad, we lived in Alabama. My dad drove all the way to Hoboken. Yeah, I don't know where it's at. We sang, had a service, got in the car, drove all the way back home. When we backed in the yard, the sun was coming up over the trees. And uh, we made that trip. And you're trying to remember what year it was. And I said, I don't know. But it just some of the experiences, I guess he was thinking back on. Wouldn't take nothing for him. Some of them I don't understand. No. But still, I wouldn't go back and try to redo it. The Lord knew exactly what he was doing. He's working in your life just like that now. That's in right. spite of all that we're battling with. Yeah. Uh, culturally, spiritually, socially, all that kind of stuff. The Lord is still in charge. Yes, he not is. Not caught by surprise. Never. He's not weakened. No. And we sure don't need to hinder him no, in the process. Don't. So, any other questions? Please remember my mom and dad. Uh, they're, they've been pretty much shut in before all this, but especially now. And it just, just works on their mind and everything. So. Please remember me in prayer Still recovering. Yes, remember our pastor recovering. Uh, all right. Remember these requests. Remember to pray for our service tonight and keep you. Eyes open and your ears open spiritually. Okay? Listen for what the Lord has to say. He's sure been speaking to us. 
How about that message? The miracle mile. Let's pray.
only God. Jehovah. Our Jesus. Thank the Lord. I appreciate Him so very, very much. It's good having folks from Savannah. And uh, uh, I don't know how you heard about it, but we're, we're glad y'all made it. <laughs> but why don't y'all get ready for, and have us a song here in just a moment. And uh, But before we do that, we're going to take uh, up the offering here. Otis, how about come and receive our offering tonight for Brother Zane. We do appreciate uh, his preaching. And he has uh, greatly, greatly blessed us and helped us. And uh, last night was very, very good talking about distractions. So uh, we all deal with that. Brother Otis, if you would pray. Lord, we thank you for the good day. We thank you for the service, what we've already felt. We appreciate all the many good things of life you bless us with. Lord, we can never repay you. We appreciate all you've done. We appreciate the opportunity, Lord, to give to your word, which is worthy. Bless us tonight, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord.
Brother Zane and his family, and uh, they, uh, they're, they're easy keepers. <clears throat> i tell you what, had all kind of food just prepared to kind of, then we were reminded, we don't eat that much. We eat like a bunch of birds. But we're glad to have them, and we appreciate them so much. And uh, uh, Zane, Brother Zane, um, I haven't been able to find you right after the service, so I've just been giving your wife the offering, so I hope she's passing it on to you. But, uh, anyway, we do appreciate you and appreciate what he's doing. Appreciate y'all coming and being with us here tonight. Uh, Brother Austin, want to stand and testify. Yeah, thank the Lord. I look forward to the preaching tonight. It's great to be in service, and the scripture I've been thinking about today is uh, Ephesians 2.8. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that of yourselves is the gift of God, not the works. Uh, lest any man should boast. I'm thankful that, uh, you know, the song earlier talking about the greatness of God, how great is our God, and one of God's the greatest aspects of God is that we're saved by grace. Yeah, that we can never earn it. That is an aspect that differentiates Christianity from all other religions. That's right. Grace. Yeah. And um, I'm just thankful to be saved tonight, not by my own work, but by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. Thank the Lord. For the same kind, obey the Lord. Thank you, musicians. Thank you, Pastor. Praise the Lord. You love the Lord tonight? Yeah. Appreciate the goodness of the Lord and glad that you're here with us, all the home folks that are here, visitors alike, and certainly glad to see all these students that are here. Appreciate Brother Grant, Brother Hunter, Brother Chandler. I don't quite know you yet, son, but I look forward to getting to know you. I'm sure it'll be wonderful. It's always good to see young people that are dedicated to the Lord. 
You don't have to go down a road of ruin before you turn your life around. You can do it right now. Thank the Lord. You know, and it's, and it's certainly amazing that in a world, I mean, in a world that's so absurdly crazy, they ruin their life over 15 minutes of social media fame. I, 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 I heard this quote today. In fact, I wrote it down. And the quote was simply this. Unhappiness is not knowing what you want in life and killing yourself to get it. Show me somebody that doesn't really know what they want in life, but they're breaking their neck to get it. I promise you, they're an unhappy person. Friend, can I tell you, when you find Jesus, you found everything. A young person, and everyone, you can go deeper in Jesus, but you'll never go deeper than Jesus. You can go deeper in the Word of God, but you'll never go deeper than the Word of God. I found my everything when I found Him. I found what I'm looking I'm happy and I've got joy in the Lord tonight. Not because everything's so good around me per se, but because He's so good inside of me. Thank you, Jesus. When I found Him, I found what my heart was craving. This world is breaking their neck looking for everything under the sun to find happiness. And there is no peace to the wicked, saith the Lord. That's right. There's peace and joy and righteousness. Yes, there is. I'm telling you, we have the answer. This world pushes Potions, pills, and prescriptions, and everything else you can find. And we're not against doctors per se. But I can tell you this. There is a peace that you'll never find in the Bible. There's a peace that you'll never find anywhere outside of Jesus. It's simply in Him. And I'm glad that I know the Lord. Can we just take a moment and lift up holy hands into heaven. And thank the Lord for the gift of salvation and the goodness of the Lord. Oh, come on, just take a minute and worship the holy name of Jesus in this house. We've come into this place to praise you, Lord. We've come into this house to magnify you tonight. We do honor your presence, Lord. We reverence your holy name. We bless the name of Jesus in this place. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Thank you, Jesus, for your divine goodness over us. Praise the Lord. Thank you again, church, for for having us this week. Hard to believe we're already here at the Thursday night service. But we sincerely say thank you. Thank you for your giving. Thank you for your sacrificial giving. Thank you for your blessings that you've been to us. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for all the meals prepared. I'm telling you what, they always bring just enough food to feed South Georgia. <laughs> I mean, it's like mercy. <laughs> and here's the, here's, the, here's the deal. Not only, is, not, only is, I mean, not only is it a lot, it's good. I remember Ben Shaw said to me years ago, of course, he had that beautiful accent. He said, oh, Shane. He always called me Shane. Oh, Shane. He said, the problem is after you get finished preaching, he said, you're tired and you're hungry. And then he said, you know what? The bigger I get, the better it tastes. <laughs> I get a little nervous about that. First <laughs> um, John tonight. First John chapter 5. First John chapter 5 this evening. Beginning in verse number 13. I just want to start up with one verse here and then we'll... I think you know me good enough. I, I try to put the Word into the Word when I'm preaching, huh? So, you know, the, some guys never tend to do that. That's between them and God. But I try to, you know... So we're going to start out with a Scripture, but we may come back a few times and deal with some more Scripture. First John tonight, chapter 5. First John... Chapter 5, verse 13. 
Beautiful verse. The beloved apostle says this. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Let me read that to us one more time, and I want that to get down deep in your heart this evening. These things that are written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. Then he says this. This is the because of. This is the why for it all. That ye may know that ye have eternal life. That ye may believe on the name and the Son of God. I want to speak to us for a few moments tonight. If the Lord would help me simply on this thought. Very simple thought tonight. Don't plan on preaching very long. We'll see what happens. I want to speak tonight simply on this. A no-so salvation. A no-so salvation. Oh, hallelujah. We don't need the question mark. We need the exclamation point. Can we lift up holy hands to heaven and can we give God praise and ask Him to have His way in the remainder of this house tonight? Father, I bless You, God, and I praise You and I lift up and magnify the name of the living God. And I pray tonight that you would deal with hearts and help us in this house tonight. I pray, Lord, Lord, whether they be here, whether they be listening in at their house, maybe driving down the road, whatever it may be. I'm praying, God, Lord, deal with the hearts tonight. Remove questions out of our mind and hearts, God, and let there be a solid foundation in our spirit. Give every last soul, God, the no-so salvation and deal with us according to your will. Don't let anybody leave the same way they've come. And for this we give you glory, honor, and praise in the lovely name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said amen. 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 You may be seated in the house of the Lord. It was probably about a year or two ago now. I was out preaching in North Mississippi. The pastor and I went to a little Mexican restaurant there for dinner, lunch, I guess you'd call it. And just by providence, we happened to sit right close to the door, the opening of the little restaurant there. And as after, after we order our food and we're sitting there enjoying those little chips and salsa, you've been there, done that too, I'm sure. All of a sudden, this young boy walks in. I remember him. I mean, he's about as skinny as a rail, pale as cotton. He's got a big old gold chain around his neck. He's got his hat turned sideways. He's got pants that are about drooping down a quarter of the way too low. And he's kind of swaying back and forth as he walks up to me. And he's got a whole armful of these little homemade CDs that he'd burned. And he told us that he was a hip-hop artist rapping for God. I said, is that so? I said, uh, then he asked me, he said, would you like me to give you a free demonstration? I said, I don't believe that would be necessary. Thank you very much. <laughs> but then I looked at the young man and I simply asked him this. I said, now you say you do this for God. But I simply have one question for you, son. What is the name of your God. He looked back at me. Kind of a quizzical look in his face. He said well no one can know the name of God. And I said wrong son. That's where you're sorely mistaken. Because the Bible said there's no other name given under heaven. Whereby men must be saved. But by the name of Jesus Christ. And God's darling son has come to save and set men free. And you can find the living. As soon as I began to speak about the name of Jesus Christ. I saw the expression on that young man's face turn. Literally it was as if a demonic spirit started raising up in that thing. In fact the pastor told me. He said I thought we was about to cast 
cast out a demon. He told me, he said, I know I'd never get invited back to that Mexican restaurant. Sure would miss the salsa. He said, but man, what a memory that would have made. Huh? Hallelujah, beloved. Hear me, can I tell you, it's not just young boys walking our streets that don't know, friend, but even inside many church circles, men question whether or not they have a no salsa. You can know the name of the Lord and you can have an assurance of salvation and you can walk with God, friend, and you can say, I know and I know that I've been saved by the blood and I've been washed by the blood and I'm living with the Lord and I can know God and God can know me and He's my Father and I'm His Son. You too can have a no-soul salvation. Can somebody say amen? First John is written that ye might know. St. John is written. Now, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a gospel of whosoever will. But you understand, St. John says this in 20 and 31. These things, are, these things are written that ye might believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And that believing ye might have life through His name. St. John is written to that lost man that it might believe. But the epistle of John is written to the same man that he might know. And John begins to give us tests, if you will. So we don't just walk in the dark and scratch your head and say, I think I saw, maybe so. He said, no, you can get a hold of this thing and you can lay your head on your pillow and you can know, hallelujah, that thank God, if I die tonight, I make heaven my home. I don't have to live in fear. I don't have to live in doubt. I don't have to bite my fingernails to the nub. I'm telling you, there's a spirit that can come across a man and he can live in a tree of torment because he doesn't know that's an enemy. That's not God's will. He didn't come to live in torment. He said, I have come and you might have a life that you might have it more abundantly. And you might know that you know that your name is in heaven. And he looks at you and me tonight and he says, now listen, I want to give you some tests that you need to apply to your heart that you might have a no-so salvation. He says there in chapter 2 and verse number 3, Hereby we do know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. Say amen. He say, he that say, he that saith, I know Him and keepeth not His commandments is a liar and the truth is not in Him. And whosoever keepeth His word and Him verily is the love of God perfected. Thereby we know that we are in Him. He that saith, He abideth in Him also Himself also to walk even as He walked. Hallelujah. And He gives this test to you and me and it is a commandment test and he says if you're really born again you're going to love the things of God and if you're not born again you're still going to love the things of the world don't tell me that man got saved if he never got delivered and brought out of a life of darkness I still believe that the Lord changes lives he makes souls free he turns them around that's what the gospel does you can go to India you can preach Jesus. And they'll say, yeah, we accept Jesus along with our one million other gods. And we'll keep living the way we do and keep believing in karma 
and keep doing the things that we've done. Well, Frank, can I tell you, you ain't got to go to India because it's right next door to some of our churches. And all they want to do is try to fill up a pew of unpopulated heaven. I got news for you, friend. Jesus Christ delivers. And Jesus Christ sets free of sin. And Jesus Christ has set free of addiction. And Jesus Christ has set free of bondage. And if you still love the things of this world, then let me introduce to you God's darling son who can turn around and give you a new desire to walk with him. Say amen. amen. We know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Now, brother, this is you telling me it's faith and works. No, but I am telling you this. It is a faith that works. And if your faith doesn't work, then you don't have saving faith. I don't care what you repeated when you were seven years old. I don't care how many times. I don't care if you've been baptized in more creeks. If a tadpole in South Georgia knows your middle name, that doesn't mean you've been born again. But if you love him, you will, you will keep his commandments. You will desire the things of the Lord. I want to ask you, is that desire? Is there still a burning and a yearning that says, I want to know more about my Jesus? Amen. He says there in verse 7, Whosoever keepeth his word, tereo in Greek, and I'm going to bore you to death with geeky Greek eating, but it's a marriage term, Brother Chandler. In fact, it was a term that they would use how to guide their vessel by looking at the stars. And it's the same word that he uses. He that keepeth that same word. He that keepeth. In other words, that man that's truly born again is going to guide his life by the principles and precepts of the word of God. He looks at God's word. He learns from God's word. He listens to God's word. And he says, this is the life that I want for me. And I want for my family. And I want for my children. And I want for my children's children. Say amen. I can show Show you examples in the Bible of good men and their children that went the wrong way. I can show you examples in the Bible of bad men and their children that turned out right. But what it's saying is this. The principle in your soul says, as for me and my family, this is the direction that we're going to go. We're going to walk holy. We're going to live holy. We're going to talk the holy things. We're going to speak the holy things. We're going to lift up the name of the Lord inside of this house. He guides his life by the principles of God's Word. He looks and says, is this going to draw me and my family closer to God or further away? If we know Him, we will keep His commandments. If we know Him, we'll fill out a church membership card that ain't what it said, Mr. If we know him, can I even go as far as that? If we know him, we'll be the biggest tither that there is. I'm glad you paid tithes. You can give all the money in four stocks, and that still doesn't get a man saved. You're not saved by corruptible things, such as silver and gold, vain conversation received by the tradition of your father. Amen. If you would have been there when Peter wrote those words, you would have looked at Peter and said, Now wait, Peter, you just called gold a corruptible metal. You do realize if you were to go out to that Atlantic Ocean and you would take a brick of gold and throw it in that salty water, you pick it up 12 months later, it'll have barnacles on it, but it will not have rust because it's incorruptible. But yet Paul 
about just kind of finding that way and saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Where do you want me to go? Let me tell you something. They're telling our young people across this land, you just go ahead and get your degree. You know why? So you could be a money-making machine. Let me tell you, that's a that's a devilish mindset because the love of money is still the root of all evil. I'm not saying you got to be poor as Job turkey's turkey to make it into heaven. I'm not saying you got to give up everything to go to heaven as far as you know all your finances per se. But all I am saying this is if your mindset is simply making money, then you're going to be making money when you need to be in the house of God. You're going to be making money when you need to be spending time with your children. You're going to be making Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Hear me. He says in verse John 3 and 6, Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither know him. In verse 8 it says, He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him. In other words, that means the nature of God remains in him. And the Bible said he cannot sin because he is born of God. Some people misinterpret that scripture. I've heard him say before, well, the Bible said, I can't, I can't, I can't even sin. Because I, well, that's what they did. Now no, hold on, you're misinterpreting it. That's right. The Bible said that his seed remains in him, and he can't do that. When the Bible says you cannot sin, it doesn't mean that you cannot sin as if you physically could not do it. It means there's something inside of you that you shake your head yes. and you say, I am sorry. I can't go down that road. I can't listen to that. I can't look at that. There's something inside of me that that is contradictory to what I am and what I believe. And you can't get that out of me. It's in me. And if every other man says, let's go do it, you say, no, sir, no, ma'am. I'm not be a part of that. That's right. It'd be like with Chandler and me. Say I walked up to Chandler. I said, hey, Chandler, come here, come here. Hey, see that old lady across the next street right there? And he says, yeah. Yeah, okay, good, yeah, okay. I'll tell you what. Here's the old guy. I think you and me can take her. I think if I trip her and you hit her, I'll grab your purse. We'll run. We'll split that money. What you say? We can do that. And Chandler says back to me, I can't do that. Can't do that. Wait a second. Look how big you are. Come on now. Look how strong you are. You mean to tell me you can't take a little old lady? You can't do that? And he's saying, no, you don't understand. I can't do that. What I mean when I can't do that, it's not that I can't do that. He could tell me. But what he's saying is there's something on the inside. And I don't care how much you're paying it. And I don't care how much you're promoting it. I cannot do that. I can't be that. Because that's seen that life. The principle is 
Man, I'm, I'm getting back to old school here. But I got, I got talking today, and I said, you know, when I was in Bible school, of course, I didn't go to OBI, didn't, didn't really know about Bigby. And I mean, you know, heritage was yonder off thought. There wasn't. I found myself, I'm not recommending, but I found myself at a liberal school. Yeah. And I remember Brother Grant, they used to call me Wesley. They'd oh, say, man, yeah. I just did a badge of honor for John Wesley. Sure. And they would say, hey, go tell Wesley we're going to the movies tonight. And tell him to come on one series. And they know good and well that look at him and say, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. I'm telling you, we have got to have a heart again. Yeah. Whether you're around 500 people or you're all by yourself, and that deceptor comes upon your shoulder, you need to shout it back in the mouth of hell. I cannot do that. I will not go there. I will not wear that. I will not say that. I will not tear them down. I will not spread death. I will not have a critical. There's something inside of me that wants to follow him. And all I'm telling somebody is if you're born of God, there's something inside of you that raises up like a red flag and it goes back and forth. It says, get out of here. Move out of there. Stay away from that. Look unto the Lord and be saved. If it's not there, I don't think you know him. If you can sinfully, willfully, knowingly, Deliberately, habitually, on and on and on. You do not know Him. You may know about Him, but you do not know Him. You can sing songs about Him and not know Him. You can know lessons about Him and still not know Him. Isn't it amazing? You talk to most If you go up to Statesboro, you just hang out at Walmart for five minutes. You take 15 people and ask them if they know the Lord. I'm telling you, all 15 of them is going to tell you, yeah, I know Him. I'm telling you, friend, somebody said to me, is it hard to see people get saved? I said, no, it ain't hard to see folks get saved. It's hard to get people lost because they don't realize their need of God. They've been saturated with this thing. They've heard it a thousand times. They've had a little bit of vaccination toward the gospel of Jesus. But every little time that they rejected Him, all that did was build up an immunity to the Lord dealing with their heart and they need to come back and say the Lord doing a full work of true salvation in my soul again brothers just you tell me it's faith that works no faith that works if your faith doesn't work you have no idea what saving faith Right. Yeah. A man came to D.O. Moody one time and Brother Butler said to him, Brother Moody, he said, Mr. Moody, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. And Mr. Moody looked back at the young man, Brother Jackie, and he said, Son, what are you saved from? <laughs> he said, are you saved from your lying? Are you saved from your lust? Are you saved from your greed? Yeah. And he said, the young man put down his head and he said, Sir, I am not saved. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. He gives a commandment test. But then he says in 1 John 3 and 14, 
We know that we have passed from death into life. How do you know that, John? Because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother, help me, Lord, i got to say it, abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. For ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Not only does John give us a commandment test, John gives us a companion test. And he says, if you can't love the brother, I don't know what you did, but you did not meet the same Jesus that I met. When somebody says to you, man, you know, You don't have to worship at church to worship God. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're exactly right. You don't have to go to church to worship God. When somebody on the other hand tells you, you can worship and serve God just as good without going to church. Now that man is telling you a lie. That's right. That's right. Do you have to have a church to worship? No. Can you worship and serve God just as good without a church? No. Why do you say it's not me? It's John. It's the Word of God. It's the test that He gives. I've seen some folks. And I'm, thinking, I'm not going off on it. Thank God. You couldn't lay a finger. You couldn't say, well, that's not right. You know, that's a little too, this is love too. You couldn't put it. I'm telling you what, as mean as a striped spider, when it comes to anybody walking in that door that they ain't known from the time they was born, say amen. Oh, Lord. And I mean, they didn't come from the right background. They didn't come from the right side of the tracks. They got nothing to do with it. I don't know, friend, what you think about that. But I tell you what John says about that. Above all your religion, you may go page 130 backwards and forwards. You may go to quote page 180. Everybody be happy over there. But you have never met the living God. Because the living God says there's a commandment test. And there's a companion test. And you pass from death into life. Because you learn what it means to love. I just can't get along with anybody. You are prophesying against yourself at the judgments. Yes. Those words will come back to haunt your ears one day. I just don't. No, those things will come back to cut you like knives. Frank, can I tell you? I've had people say before they say, oh, brother, this. You've you know been evangelized and you've done enough missions work. You've probably come across some terrible situations. I can already see you know basically the type of person they want to be. If they come up to me and the first conversation is how bad has life been to you, I kind of already know where they're going with this thing, you know. But Sister Estes and I will both tell you, I'm sure there's probably been one or two not so great situations. But can I tell you, whatever they were, they are so outweighed by so many good people, and it went out of their way and went up. Above and beyond, and took care of me, took care of my bride, took care of my four babies, made sure we had everything we needed, loved us, and cared for us, genuinely concerned. Listen, you can choose whatever you want to look at, but I'm telling somebody, a born again man is going to look at how God is blessed and lift up the brother and not have a critical spirit. Amen. Sure. There's probably been a few, but we don't talk about in our home. Sure, I guess, and I mean this when I tell you, I one man, Charles Spurgeon was writing out a Christmas card, and one of his associates come to him and said, "You're writing out a card to him." 
And he said, oh, yes, that's what I'm doing. And he said, don't you remember what he did to you this year? And Mr. Spurgeon stopped and said, no, I distinctly remember him. I distinctly remember forgetting that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I distinctly remember forgetting Yeah. Yeah. I just distinctly remember forgetting that. Next time when they walked into the church, my hand was raised. And I was praying for their need. And they was praying for my need. And you know what? Come on here. I've had to forgive others because to be honest with you, I may need God to forgive me too. And he said, if I hold my trespass against the others, he will not forgive me. But if I forgive men of their trespasses, the Lord forgive me of so I tell you what, I just want to clean slate with the Lord. And I just want to stay holy with the Lord. So I'm not going to hold it against any man and try to do anything. Just get it under the blood and go on with God and make heaven your home. It was an evangelist of yesteryear. He made this statement. He said, I had a hard time forgiving people until I made up my mind I was never going to treat a man. I, I would never hold anything against a man that treated me any worse than I treated Christ because I can't find that. Yes. And I know, I know what I did to him. I know you see, you see the suit and you know, you, you know, uh, Greek and Hebrew and blah, blah, blah. You don't remember our past. How do we thank Jesus? And we ain't got to go into all of the percent. You know what? There's folks in this house tonight. I know you look at them and their hands are raised, but you don't know where the Lord brought them from. And you just assume they grew up on these pews. And you just assume they always sung these songs. But here's what I can tell you. One day they met the Lord and it changed them on the engine. And all the hate and all the bitterness and all the anger and all the resentment was one day laying at the peak. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I feel the goodness of the Lord right here. Nobody will ever say anything against me. There'll never be a misunderstanding. God, God's going to love me so much, He's going to be letting me be the exception to the rule. And I'll never have to forgive anybody else. You look right up here. I cannot explain this. I don't fully understand this. But I'm telling you, if you walk with God, somewhere along this trail, God will give you a glorious opportunity to forgive somebody else. Hallelujah. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. 
Can I talk to somebody listening right now? And to be really honest with you, I don't know if you're right here, if you're just listening from your house, but tell me you don't see the day approaching. Tell me it is not on the horizon. Tell me you cannot see that things are so quickly wrapping up and that Jesus is so soon to return. Now's not the time to forsake the assembling of yourself together. I know some are doing that, but I'm telling you tonight, the Lord's reaching out to somebody and He's saying, I want you to have a no soul salvation and just get it under the blood and let it be in the past and follow the commandment and follow the companion and say we're going to go to heaven together we're going to worship God together if you say you love Jesus you can't tell me you don't love what Jesus loves I got news for you Jesus loves his church. Yes, he does. It's body. You know, it's bride. It's that body and bride. They're just two different symbols. Some, you know, some may say it goes for this, it goes for that. But it's just, you know, I love my bride. Yes. It's my sweat. Yeah, you don't know what they've done to me. You may have forgot some of the things you did too. He loves his body. He loves his bride. He's the head. We're the body. They're not identical, but they are inseparable. You can't. You can't separate the one. The head is not the body. The body is not the head. But this head ever gets separated from that body. And it is a corpse. And I'm telling you what, you separate yourself from that body. And there is a corpse waiting, Lord. Oh, Jesus, I'm talking to somebody. Amen. Saul is on that Damascus road. Jesus, you know the story, appears to him, speaks to him, and says, Saul, why do you persecute me? Wait a second. Paul hasn't been persecuting Jesus. He's been persecuting the church. That's exactly what Jesus is saying. When you persecute the church, when you tear down the church, whether you know it or not, you're persecuting and tearing down me. I gotta close. Like I've said, what I needed to say to somebody. There's a commandment test. There's a companion test. I follow his commandments. I love the brethren. There is a commitment test. Yes. He, chapter 5, verse 10, he that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave his Son. And this is his record that God hath given us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life. And he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. That ye may know. That you might know that you have eternal life. That you might believe on the name of the Son of God. This word believeth. Anytime you, you come across the King James vernacular and it ends in that if. It's almost like our modern day ing. 
A man just doesn't run, he is running. A man just doesn't believe, he is believing. He believeth. Faith, true belief in God is never marked in the scripture as some one-time event you did 30 years ago. That's right. It is always marked as an up-to-date experience with God. A vibrant, alive, living, responding reaction to a living God. He that currently, continually, constantly believes on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. Oh, Lord. The word here, pistuyu, it, 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 does, it doesn't mean like, like factual belief. Okay, George Washington, our first president, I believe. It, it's deeper than facts. It is experience. It is life. It is everything that we have inside of us responding to everything he has in him. And I simply believe God has brought a preacher back tonight to tell somebody, you can have a no-so-salvation. Do you keep the commandments? Do you love the brethren? Do you have an up-to-date experience with God? Then you can shout it back in the mouth of hell. I know in whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Brother Otis, I've seen some young people and they're living in such constant bondage. Not knowing from one day to the next. It's amazing. I can't figure it out. But they're so absolutely living in fear. I had one young lady she told me every morning. She told me every morning I wake up. Here's the first thing. The first, I say it all throughout the day. Oh Lord, don't let me backslide. 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 I looked at her and said, are you backslid? She said, yeah. Well, no wonder. Yeah. Living in fear. Yeah. I said, quit praying. Don't let me backslide. Start praying this. Father, let me live in victory. Let me walk in victory. Let me love you. Let me love your word. Let me love the people of God. Here, come on here. I'm telling somebody, God's going to get you out of that. God's going to give you a no-so salvation. God wants to let me be a foolish church. Not because you don't have a membership card. Not because you have a one-time experience. But because your life is connected with His life. And His and you are in him and he's translated you out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son and you know that you know that you know that you know that you've been saved that you've been blood bought somebody give him praise sister Estes help me here tonight oh glory they may never know you they may never write your name down. But God knows you. Yes. And God cares. Yes. And I'm telling you, beloved, it's worth everything yes. to simply know that you know yes. that you know. Yes. Trials come. Heartaches hit. Yes, sir, join the club. But there's a world of difference between people that are on the rock People that are on the road. Yeah. People that stand. And people that fall. Yeah. The difference, I'm telling you over and over, is the no-so salvation. Yes. The no-so salvation. Alright, you're starting time. Like I heard about an old preacher one time. He walked with God with a channel. I mean, God done mighty miracles through him. He was a humble man. 
And sure enough, he was on his deathbed. And there was a younger preacher that wanted to come by Brother Jackie and just see that older preacher one more time before he exited this life. Sure enough, he makes the journey to that house. This was a pre-COVID world, of course. The soon-to-be widowed met that young man in that house and told him, he said, he's in the back room, he's laying down. He doesn't have much strength left. He may not respond to you. And the young man sat down beside that older preacher and said, you may not know me, but I'm Brother So-and-so. Followed you and I've read after you and I've watched God's hand upon you, seen the blessings of the Lord and heard the miracles. Every now and again, that man just kind of shake his head, just in his weakness. Finally, the young man said, Sir, I know it would take a lot of energy, but please let me ask you one question What is the greatest spiritual experience that you ever had with God? What was that? And that old man, as feeble as he was, Brother Butler, took a deep breath, pointed that little aged finger up to heaven, turned his head, looked at that young boy, and said, Son, it's just about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> One day he's going to take us out of here. One day he's going to translate me from this one. It may be by way of the rapture, maybe by way of the grave. One day I'm getting out of this. Yeah. And I know. Yeah. I said, I know. Yeah. I said, I know. I know. I know. I know I've been blood washed. I know I've been born again. I know I've been saved by grace. I know He washed me. I know that He changed me. I know that He took things out of me and put something in me. Put a love in my heart for the things of God. Put a love in my heart for the people of God. Put a love in my heart to walk. I know that I know that I know. And all in the few short years I've been on this planet Earth, thank God there's one thing ahead that I'm still looking forward to. Heaven is going to be my home. I said, Heaven is going to be my home. Heaven is going to be my home. I'll be there with the Savior. I'll be there with countless angels and the saints of old. And I'll worship and work for the Savior throughout eternity. Somebody give him praise. Hey, hallelujah. Stand with me all over this house, church. Glory to God. If Satan has been toying with your mind, if Satan's been fighting your mind and casting fear before your face, you need to leave this house with a no-soul salvation. And say, I don't know what may happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen to some economy, but I know what I got inside of me is going to make it a day. Hey, hallelujah. One day I'm getting out of here. One day heaven's going to be my home. And I know that I know that I know. Hallelujah. Let's lift up our hands to heaven and ask the Lord to have us way. Come on, somebody call upon him. Somebody call upon him. You've seen that spirit of fear and just try to grip your loved one and pull them away from their third foundation. You need to get a hold of God and say, Lord, let them have a no so. Let them have a no so. Let them have a no so. Let them know God. Have they been born again? They love your word. They love your way. They love your wisdom. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, I feel like doing it tonight. I know there's needs in this house. And not only here, but there's loved ones right now on your heart. Because you know Satan's been working on their mind. And they don't know. 
They need to know. They need to know. I'm going to open up these altars right now. I want us to come. I want God to search our heart. I want you to ask the Lord to have His way inside of your life. I want you to ask the Lord to have His way inside of your heart. I want you to begin to pray and say, Lord God, do I pass the test? Not the works of man, but do I love the commandments of God? Do I love the brethren of the Lord? Lord God, do I have enough to make living idle experience with God? Am I breathing in your ways? Am I walking in your word? Do I love the work of God? Come on, somebody call upon him. You can leave here tonight knowing that you know, knowing that you know, knowing that you know that you're born again. Reach out 